You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. of the lakers fast break podcast this lakerholic spotlight it is gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever you get your podcast but also as well inside sports fantasy football hopefully you listen to the great advice sean and joe and chris gave because uh it's playing out right now as we speak right there so go ahead and check out what we'll have to say next week on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus also as well, of course, we do everything that we can to help you out right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I know, where is Tom? I He planned this time. He and Jamie planned this time. I do not know where he is. I'm going to probably see like five messages on my phone. I couldn't get in, Gerald. I couldn't get in. Funny. Jamie got in. Where is he? So I'm sending another mes- uh, link to him right now. So hopefully we can get him on ASAP. You can join Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet right there for you at Lakerholics.com. I will actually, over the course of the next few days, start sampling some of their work on the site here on the YouTube page. You'll get a little taste of it. So if you like what you see, you'll be able to hop over onto lakerholics.com there he is all right there's laker tom everybody's asking for you where's tom where's tom where's laker tom but it is laker tom and jamie sweet please go ahead and check them out today at lakerholics.com also as well joe sorrow he takes care of you at of course ox1947 at lakersball.com and then of course go ahead and support his company and his company is called Simblades, simbladeswithawhy.com. Magic Man has done a great job supporting Magic Mind over the past week. It's a great supplement, and uh, hopefully everybody will give it a try. If you do, use the code LAKERS20 to get 20% off your order. It has helped him a lot, so hopefully it can do the same thing for you. You see if you like it, and if you do, 15 or 30 bottle order today. LAKERS20 to get 20% off indeed. Cool, bro. Good morning, my friend. I truly appreciate you sending me the thoughts of Mandalorian there, or Mandalore, as they call it. So, yes, Cool, bro is speaking to me in Star Warsian. 
uh, I'll call it now. I know it's Mandalore. Cool, bro. But I was just trying to get everybody to understand what the hell is he talking about in the chat? The best Lakers chat room that's out there. It's the Lakers fast break. Also support our good friends, Empire Jeff TV. Also as well, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Of course, also as well, the John McCallion channel and Lakers in five and the Larry Lakers dribbling chit chat all the way down in Australia. Go ahead and support them today wherever you get your podcast and of course wherever you get your youtube channel and i'm speaking of youtube please support us we're now 1160 strong and counting go ahead right there next to magic man there's a little joe click on the little joe today or if you're on facebook because we had actually a couple shows do over a thousand views on facebook so go ahead this week so go ahead and Follow us on Facebook and like us to go ahead and get the latest notifications. So when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, I know I sound a little bit low-key. I'm tired. Christmas lights. I put up last town, Jamie Sweet. I was putting up Christmas lights all day long yesterday, and I feel every bit of 54 this morning. I'll see if I can gut it out for the next hour or so. It is, of course, the Lakerholics, uh, but the Lakerholics spotlight today will be on Rui Hashimura, and not because he might be dating Selena Gomez, which is probably the reason why she's been showing up at some games recently. Isn't she a Spurs fan? She's been showing up at Lakers games recently, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, But you, you know, that's just speculation at this point. It's Mm -hmm. nothing confirmed. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I saw that when I was typing in Rui Hashimura last night. By the way, Magic Man, I never found a picture of it. In fact, CNN did, uh, you know, I I better not say CNN because Mickey C is going to get on my case. You guys said you weren't political. Uh, You you guys have mentioned CNN or something like that. I'm like, (laughs) whatever. But CNN did a story on why the shot last night was so incredible. And then used a picture from from another shot. I don't know yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, I, and as soon as Gerald said that, um, and he probably knew I would do this, I went digging through I, the whole. I looked, I looked at an entire hour, Sean. I looked on social media. Twitter sometimes has it. No, didn't have it. I I have not seen it as of yet. Everyone, I would have yeah. used it as the JPEG for last night's show. So I apologize for that. I know yeah. Joe. You better use that as the JPEG for the show. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, hey, but there I, is no actual you, photographs. You couldn't find a. You could just take a still off of the video off your screen. Uh, it's it's low res when you do that. That it, it really does not look good uh, when when that happens. That uh, was the best move all year, and yeah, nobody plus has it's a also, picture of it. Yeah, plus plus it's also shot far away when he does yeah. it, so it's not great i guess i could but you're, it's, it's, the, you're talking you're talking the 360 layup right yeah the 360 right. layup. it's just not going to give you a good resolution yeah. picture when you try to really do 360 i was trying to calculate the degree he did he, he, he did. did he did he helicoptered twice <laughs> he, and then, yeah he hit and then he did it was a great i mean it was a great shot i'm not complaining from that standpoint but yeah it's it, a great shot even for a 23 year old much less a 39 year old <laughs> If That's... somebody ever does find a picture of it, and no, it's not the one with Alperin Sengun behind him because Alperin Sengun wasn't on the floor when he no. did it. Yeah, no, CNN's exactly. trying to trick you on that. So basically, uh, yeah, if you find it, 
just let us know. We'll go ahead and I'll, I'll redo the JPEG for that. Gerald, yeah. don't give the fake newsers. Don't try to give the fake newsers any more ammo, though. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Fox Fox would have a picture of Trump on there trying to do the 360. But anyways. <laughs> they probably, uh, have, they <laughs> probably have pictures of him doing that. They got pictures of him as God and as Jesus and everything in the world. Not yeah, uh, of all right, move, moving on. Mickey C is going to complain. Mickey C is going to complain that we, oh, you guys are too political. You guys said you weren't political and then you're too political, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, yeah, said it to me in poor in the poorest grammar possible. Yes. Well, that's the other thing. But let's, yes, let's, and, then, uh, and then calls us uh, the socially uh, non no longer accepted word for autistic when he, when he does that. So. Oh yes, that. yes, so, yes. But, yeah. But thank you for watching and listening to the show. We truly appreciate <laughs> I it. I can tell. I can tell. Darren V is not impressed by the layup. Yes. Oh, LeBron <laughs> did something. Oh, LeBron, what can I visit you in the museum? <laughs> Uh, good to have you here, Darren. Truly appreciate exactly. it. I actually scheduled it at four o'clock this morning because I realized that Darren was going to get mad. I didn't because I didn't schedule it last week. So wanted to go ahead and make sure that you were taken care of. Uh, but I will tell you, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. Our spotlight tonight is today is on Rui Hashimura. And the reason why are you asking about Rui Hashimura? Why is the spotlight on him? Because he's currently out. We shouldn't have been out. He was available. But the thing is, though, when he gets back on the court, what is he going to give you? And most importantly, in Tom's mind, which is why I have him you know, here, <laughs> is he going to stay a Los Angeles Lakers? Because if he plays the way he's been playing on the brief time that he's been on the court so far this season, it's not too bad. But also is why. Why has there been a brief amount of time he's been on the court this season. Why is Darvin Ham not playing him more when he's shooting so well? We'll go ahead and talk about that on the show as well. But first up, first man here is the guy who looks like he's on a lounger. It is, of course, Admiral Akbar himself, Jamie Sweet. Man's <laughs> and in I his thought home. I looked, should be able to relax. And I thought I looked yeah, so right. comfortable last night when I watched uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Dang. You just get up, Jamie? Huh. Did you just no, get I'm not for a while. I did. I'm at Gerald sounds like he just did. I'm at, I, I'm that's at, why I set my alarm to like 10.50. And then, you know, there you go. <laughs> just get up. There you go. That's why I sent it to you guys, the the link at 4 o'clock in the morning, plus it with Darren as well. But, Jamie, let me ask you this. When it comes to Rui Hashimura, while I find yeah. a JPEG, not of him doing a 360, mind you, but just getting a JPEG for the show, when, I, when it comes to... Rui Hashimura, what are your concerns about him? Because again, he's supposed to be available to play. He's supposed to be using a face mask after the nasal surgery. Will we see him on Tuesday against Phoenix? I think we will. I think that I think a couple of things. Um, I think that the turn that the guys who were available to play and played last night were all basically cleared the day of. Maybe and he was a, he was available to play. He was cleared. I know, I know. But it was also a lot of guys' first time back, and so I think that without wanting to disrupt the improvement of Christie, who I think we can all agree has has been upticking, you know, the last couple of games, and so you don't want to derail that, right? If you don't want to derail that, you're bringing back Cam, who seems to me to be kind of an emotionally charged player. I haven't watched hours and hours of Cam Reddish prior to the season, but I think he's, he's kind of one with him starting. 
he's been he's been through the NBA ringer, and so I think you know he, like Christian Wood, I'm sure he thought there was going to be a bigger deal out there for him this season. Like Christian Wood, he probably feels like he's settling when it comes to the money he's making this season, and so all of those play into your your mental your mental the mental game. It's a long grind. It's a long season. It's it's as much of a mental hurdle as and challenge as anything else. So I think that because they were bringing Cam back, because they didn't want to disrupt Christie, and because they wanted to just get Vando on the floor, right? Like, just get him running up and down the court a few times. I think he played 12, 14 minutes total. Um, not all, not big minutes for Cam, or I'm sorry, not big minutes for Vando. And didn't do much in those minutes. He just kind of looked like he was getting his feet wet again. You know, hadn't played months. Hadn't played, you know, since Training the very game. first. Yeah, he played the first preseason training training camp game, looked good, and then has been out. <laughs> so he's he's got a lot of rust to knock off of his game. So to add another guy on with top a mask, of that, with a mask who right. hasn't practiced with anybody, I think that they went a simpler route. They got two days to like get together now uh, before Phoenix before the next uh, playing game, the quarterfinal playing game, right? So. I think that they just wanted to take it easy on everybody rather than try to cram 12 players into the rotation with a meaningful role. They, they dialed it back. And for whatever reason, really was the odd man out. I think probably because of the mask more than anything, he just had a successful surgery. He's had a couple of blows to the head already this season. Uh, You know, I think that they're just taking their time with him. And I, I don't read any much more into that. Into, into that scenario than what I just said. But now, as to your question as to why aren't they playing him more when he does play, that's a valid one. Because um, his plus minus is pretty decent when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the playoff level Hachimura, but he is one of our most consistent three-point shooters. And he's got a great mid-range game. Um, the only thing I can think of is that they're still trying to figure out like what lineup he works best in. Who does he play best besides? And that's been hard for the whole team to like gauge. It's been hard, other than you know when LeBron's on the floor with AD. Uh, you know, our lineups are tend to be a little bit up and down, and so in terms of their impact, um, so I, I think that they're really still just trying to figure out any kind of rotation whatsoever, and the injuries haven't helped that situation at all. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is Lakers weekend. Happy Lakers weekend to you. It is the Lakerholic Spotlight. I want to go ahead and make sure you know that Lakerholics.com has a variety of things going on. They're all things Lakers, though. Please go ahead and check out what they're doing today with Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles and also the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Lakers Tom. You can find him, of course, on at Laker Tom on Twitter if you want your comedy in regards to the responses back to his tweet or also as well his articles at lakerholics.com and laker tom i think jamie made some good points in regards to what's going on there but i also see in the chat uh, and there's some really good points in regards to Rui that when he comes back he's going to be replacing somebody in the rotation because he is uh, shooting very well over for the season he's actually statistically the lakers best shooter he does give you some support, defense, a little bit of versatility. It looks like Christian Wood would probably be my first guess as the guy who gets a little bit of a backseat because his play has been mixed so far, to say the least, this season. Although, again, he's on a minimum contract, so it's really not that big of a deal, even though his signing was that big of a deal. Your thoughts on Rui Hashimura when he gets back into the lineup, face mask or not, what are you expecting from him and who are you expecting to go ahead and uh, maybe get less time because of it? The, the perplexing thing about Rui is that the Lakers are so impressed with how he played when they got him and, and especially how he played in the playoffs, although he'd had a good record in the playoffs before. But he doesn't seem to be able to break through and get the minutes that Torian Prince basically is getting despite Prince breaking, you know, almost dead last in the team in plus minus and, and now his shooting has improved, but, but for some reason, it just seems like he's the favorite of coach ham. You know, he's this year's version of Troy Brown Dennis shooter or, or, uh, you know, every year it seems like Avery Bradley has been the best. Yeah, coach has a favorite who, who seems to get the minutes that other guys don't. And and it's kind of funny because generally speaking, I, I felt that one of the strengths that the Lakers have had is that the general manager and the coach are working together as a team to bring in the, the players that they bring in to pay them what they're paying them and to make these decisions. And there's sort of a conflict there because it's like the front office values really more than maybe their Darvin Ham does. Um, it's kind of when you compare the, the strengths of Ham or the strengths of Rui versus Christian Wood, who I, I do agree is the guy whose minutes are going to go down. It uh, should be Prince, in my opinion, but it's not. I already know that that, like you said, it's yeah. Xavier Bradley. Right. Yeah. And but but I think that what's interesting is that what they really liked Christian Wood for was scoring when AD was on the bench. Um, a three-level scorer. And when you look at it, Wood has some problems scoring inside, and he has some problems in traffic. And probably the best player on the team to give the ball to in an isolation post-up situation is Rui. 
his mid-range his mid-range games is deadly and he's, he's hitting his threes um and he's not afraid to take it to the rim he's not a great defender um he his length gives him the ability to stay off of guys but the one thing i always thought inane is a guy jumping like he's trying to block a shot when he's halfway to the basket 20 feet away from the jump shooter um, i never understood that it, it, it almost is that it's almost like there's a reverse juju on that that's going to make the shot go in if you do a dumb move like that. Um, Rui is basically listed along with D'Lo as the guys who are going to get traded. Um, and that's basically because of the numbers. Because if the Lakers are going to trade, at least for a player like Zach Levine uh, or somebody who's got a big salary, there's only two or three players that are have enough, enough salary cap way to be able to match salaries so you know in a, in a way you could say this team was put together to have a great deep roster of diverse talent it was also put together to have a lot of trading chips and to be able to go a lot of different ways you know they can they can gabe benson is a perfect trading chip they can bring back a whole roast list of players that are would be valuable teammates in the lakers um, you get D'Lo, D'Lo by himself is in there where you can trade for a lot of guys. You put two of those guys together and you can get something. The Lakers got 12 man rotation. Now they really only can play 10 at a time. Um, of course, if you're the Lakers, you better probably figure that you're always going to have at least two people injured. So maybe you need a 12 man rotation. It wouldn't be, you know, it's a pretty smart thing to do in many senses. So yeah, Rui's. I don't know what's I don't know what the story is with I keep hearing Darvin Ham say that you know we play bigger we play better when we play big but yet he's still it's like he doesn't consider Rui to be six eight and I don't quite understand that. I, I think that you know I think that Rui is a, is maybe a better answer for a second big to play along with A D than Christian Wood is at this point in time. You know, I I think defensively there, you know, he can do the same thing. He's got the same vertical or horizontal. His footwork, his mobility is good enough that he can defend guys like Christian Wood, or guys like Kevin Durant. So he can, you know, he he can stay in front of them, and he's got enough height and length that he can contest the shots. So I, I don't know. It's it's a Darvin Ham situation. So the big question too is, you know, are they going to play? Is Vando going to move into the starting lineup, and is he going to replace? Prince, or is he going to replace Reddish? You know, what do you think Darwin's going to do? Anybody who wants to bet money on him taking Prince out of the starting lineup is pretty ballsy better. But but if you look at Prince's numbers, and if you look at the eye test, the guy quits on half of the plays, man. I mean, he just does not fight hard to stay with his guy. He's always trailing. He's always trailing. He's this year's version of... of uh, <laughs> Just the, you know, he definitely he definitely doesn't cut it as far as I'm concerned, um, and he should be the guy out of the rotation. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, they're gonna Bando's not ready to start now at this point in time. It's pretty obvious to see that. Um, Rui probably is the logical person to start. You know, if, if he's gonna play, then I mean, there was a lot of talk that that Prince was the placeholder for Vanderbilt. Well, you know, and, and and that's great if you believe that Benny was coming back soon, but he didn't come back soon. And 
and we've lost games. We've lost several games because of poor starts with Prince in there. Not entirely because of Prince, but because of games are always multiple factors. But there's a point in time where you've got to decide what you're going to do. And Rui would seem to be a, the guy to put in there now. Um, it's almost like they want Rui on the bench. Like there was an idea that, hey, you know, Rui's the guy to come off the bench. He could be our sixth man. And, and it's like every time there's a substitution or a rotation question in mind, no, no, you don't want to mess with the bench. You know, leave the bench to be the bench. I just think he plays better coming off the bench. I yeah. think he plays better against second teamers. Uh, I think we see. Well, that's the big difference. That's the big difference. Who do you play? Longer look he has against starters. Yeah. I think the, as we saw in the playoffs, the less right. in returns you're going to get. It was nice on that first game against Jokic. And obviously that comeback the Lakers made there. But as Darren says, Ham does not like Rui. But after they afterwards, they trade him and LeBron needs someone to shoot. 50% from three and save his behind ham will look at the bench and say where Rui is. Thank you so much again, Darren, for the super chat. Uh, and, and here today to go ahead and expound on that. He actually had some stats. I put up there. It is of course the madman from Toronto. It is of course the guy who got out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and talk about what's going on with Rui Hashimura as we see baby Yoda there as well. Cool bro for you, my friend. It <laughs> yeah, is exactly. that. Oh. Oh, Mandalorian down there. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he's, he's speaking to Mandalore right now. There you go. Yep, <laughs> Baby Yoda. And the, oh, well, the, you got to say Grogu. I understand that. But it is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. You were showing some stats in regards to Rui Hashimura. 42.6% right now on the season when he's in there. It's been obviously limited time due to injury. But uh, when he's been in there, it's only when you look at it minutes per game, it's it's kind of surprising coming off the fact that I had said that if he shoots anywhere close to what he did in the playoffs, he would be a very valuable tool for the Lakers. So far, despite his shooting, it just hasn't seemed the case that he's been as valuable to Darvin Ham as I thought he would be if he shot well this season. Match yeah, it hasn't been hand in glove like it uh, seemed like it was in that first round with Memphis and uh, partially the second round with uh, Golden State drilled. Uh, really rough around the edges. Um, I, d I don't have much to add for, about Rui that uh, Jamie and Tom didn't add. I will say this, though. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom's assessment of his defense is 100% is sound. I will say, though, that Rui does have a low... Uh, foul percentage, Gerald. So while he he at times he does get beat, he doesn't take stupid fouls, and that's something we can't say about Torian Prince. Uh, he oh, like for a oh, veteran. Oh, there's another foul. Yeah, for a veteran who you know lacks a lot of fundamentals, um, he reaches a lot, and you know I'm I'm it's Troy it's, Brown reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really it's an annoyance at this point with Torian and um Tom's right he looks like a chicken with his head cut off when they're in scramble mode and it's almost as if it's like a silent chicken little like he's not it happened again last night he got he got lost on a switch he was supposed to check Freddie Van Fleet Freddie went to the right-handed wing Torian lost him, and then he instead of going back to the man that was open, Gerald, he kind of stood in the middle like Tom 
talks about and was like looking around basically. So I'm with I'm with the entire panel here. I I I think Torian Prince belongs on the bench. Um, unfortunately, I also agree with the panel. I think it's going to be a slow ether to the bench. It's going to be very slow, but him's going to eventually put him there, Gerald. It's just not going to be in a timely fashion that any of us feel would um, help the Lakers. If I was putting out a starting five right now, I'd put D'Lo, Cam Reddish at the two, Vando at the three, LeBron at the four, and AD at the five. Gerald, I, you know, if if Vando and Rui are ready to go, Vando should start, and I agree with you. Rui should come off the bench. That's that's the best way to handle this, and especially with Austin Reeves turning a corner now. I mean, Malik Monk might have some competition for sixth man of the year in in about six to eight weeks if uh, Austin can forge ahead and try and get this bench mob to uh to compete absolutely i agree with you great words indeed once again it is lakerholic spotlight the spotlight's on rui hashimura so if that's the case jamie sweet it is possible very possible that the only really good shooter statistically right now on the team could be up for trade in the not too distant future, which I'll let Laker Tom speculate that because he's already Rui yeah. has already been named in like 500 of uh, Laker Tom's trade uh, proposals uh, so far this season. 500 is an exaggeration, not by much. <laughs> if you check out at Laker Tom on Twitter or Lakerholics.com, you'll Probably see a dozen trades. Not by much, possible. not by much. But when it comes to Rui. <laughs> He's like at 50 for the year. He's at, he's around 50 for the year right now. While we constantly say on the show, Gabe Vincent is not a valuable trade target that nobody really cares about because of the fact that he has a bad knee and he's on a three-year contract. The yeah. reverse can be said with Rui because, yes, he's been got a concussion that put him out. He got a nasal fracture, put him out. But so far, the rest of Rui has been staying upright. <laughs> Uh, as far as the on the court per se, let's go ahead and make sure that that's uh, specifically said out there. Uh, yeah, because you have to cl- make sure yourself and you know clarify yourself specifically yeah. on this show. When it comes down to it, though, he that's is. Why going like, to be that's why I like to podcast in portrait mode. But uh, oh my god! <laughs> but when it comes to him, his seventeen million dollars. His $17 million a year contract for three years is a valuable tool that the Lakers could go ahead and trade, especially for someone averaging above 40% on the on the season. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that we'll have a trade here. I don't, I don't expect to see anything happen before the calendar year turns over to 2024. Oh no, this I'm just talking when those trade talks start. He, you know, I mean they actually, started they started you know well, they started with Tom like you know right. before the season started. <laughs> Tom yeah Tom Tom about two weeks before the season started was like so when December 15th rolls around I'm like yeah it's not it's, it's not even November yet. So yeah. I'm not gonna Gabe some, people, some people think that thinking about the deficiencies <laughs> the team has is some form of disloyalty to the existing players. It's not so much that. It's yeah. that I and, and every single person in the Lakers playoffs probably done every that. single one of those discussions themselves already. Because oh, Gabe Vincent, nobody will want because of his knee knee issues and the fact yeah. he's on the three year. 
you're going to have to attach a picture. If you, get him, if you can get him for the right price, he's a great no, deal. He's not, but he doesn't play. He's not playing with no end in sight to the not playing status. So Gabe that's Vincent's not contract is he, worth in the last five years. He's made the ninth most three pointers and shot than than anybody else in the league. But you can't do that. On he he averaged 38.7%. He averaged thirty-eight point seven percent on seven and a half threes a game. That's great. That's that alone, that's, if you can get him for a first round draft, that alone. PRP, PRP with Gabe. Right. That's why he's a useless contract right now I, in trade talks. All that money is going to be normalized in two years. It's the TV contracts will make those, right with, contracts, right with the, make those right contracts look like good right, deal. Right, right, Go ahead, Jamie. Right Sorry. when he's off your. Butt. He's going to be off your books, and you start to wish you would never trade for him. Damaged I, goods right now, Tom. Yeah, Damaged I, goods. That's what are you going to trade for? You wait, waiting to get? Uh, you waiting to trade for Joker or Duke or Luca? Good luck, man. Gabe no, Vincent cannot be traded I, right now because nobody I wants a contract for a guy with a bad knee. <laughs> Gabe Vincent uh, has ten million dollars in salary. That's his value. That's not value. Well, that's, that's three years. Value he has a three salary. year contract. He has a three year contract. Doesn't ten, matter. Yes, it does. If you're over the you're cap. trading draft capital, if you Lakers make a trade, it's draft capital. It's not expiring. It just increases. It, 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 it's it's it, at best you have to attach a pick to get rid of Grave Gabe. It's are you? Is, are you? Oh, well, you by that logic, you have to track. You do. You should attach a pick to get rid of. Are you his doctor? Do you know how bad his knee is? No, but I bet the Lakers have a better idea of, of his situation and what he's willing to do simply because he's a clutch client. Uh-huh. And if and if you don't think and if you don't think that the Lakers aren't right now negotiating in public to try to make sure that they aren't going to overpay for him, you you don't have you can't go out there with what the Lakers have to trade and get a Luka Doncic or get. A no, you're the Tom, first off, you're the only person mentioning those names. Nobody else has brought those up except you. I didn't mention. No, but the point is, the point is that you, the Lakers, by nature, are going to go after. You're literally, you're literally devils advocating no, you, because he fills he fills their single greatest need right now, which is they need somebody to just bury three point shots over and over and over from the bench when he's in street clothes. We're talking about Rui, right? I don't know who we're talking. I think we're talking about Gabe. Oh, Vincent. We were talking about, we're talking about Zach Levine. No, Gabe Vincent. I'm not talking about Zach Levine either. I have th- these are all. Nobody's mentioned any of these players in the last half hour. But Gabe so Vincent, I will from, just say but... this: Gabe Vincent's contract is not valuable when you're. There's very much uncertainty. Gabe on Vincent's team. contract is very valuable because the Lakers need to put together salary matching money for not trade. Who, if yeah. you're Gma on there, th- you always think in terms of Lakers. Thanks about the other. T- if Sean, right. if you're a GM on the other team, let's get you in this. Let's say you're Toronto the Raptors. You're saying Masai Ujiri. You know, it all uh, comes down to whether or not they value Joe's the- favorite GM. When it comes down to it, it doesn't matter, Gerald. Does it's filler? It's salary filler. It's nothing more than salary filler at this point in time. It's not an expiring Tom. Have a clue. It doesn't matter. You have if, if somebody wants that pick. Let's say the Lakers make that pick unprotected. That's an unprotected pick. 
when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are probably both going to be gone. Exactly what I just said is that you're going to have to attach a pick to Gabe Vincent to move him in any single deal. You are not no, using. You're not going to. You wouldn't. You're not attaching a pick to move him. He becomes filler because you are trading the pick for a player. Well, let me get Sean in here real quick. Okay, Sean, you're Messiah Jiri. Okay, Rui Hashimura is healthy outside of the nose and whatnot. Three years, good salary for a guy that's shooting 42.6%, uh, his highest ever for a regular season. Obviously, someone 6'8", got some good size, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody who does not have knee issues, obviously a very valuable contract that you would want to move in a trade because teams want that. Gabe Vincent, on the other hand, I wouldn't perceive as being very valuable. Because I didn't say Gabe opinion. Vincent was a better trade asset than Rui. No, I didn't say. I'm not asking who's a big. I'm just telling you. You know what? If you're Masai Ujiri, what are you looking the for? People that are going to trade are probably D'Lo and Rui. Let's <laughs> say for Pascal Siaka, for instance. Let's say because who's on expiring right now? Very much a you know possibility with a mediocre t- Toronto team. Uh, or OG Ananobi. Those are the two names that are always banded mm-hmm. about. Your thoughts, my friend, on what you would be asking for from the Los Angeles Lakers? Mm. Yeah, so for either one of those guys, you'd probably have to start with Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. He would be the centerpiece of any any deal that would be going back. Um, with Siakam, I'd probably ask for Rui as well. Even though he's he's on a rental, but I mean you're you're the Los Angeles Lakers and you're at, you called me up, right? So yeah. this is this is what I'm asking. Uh, you give me those two players, and those guys are on three years at three yes. years left on their contract. Yes, I, if you yeah, brought up if you brought up Gabe Vincent, I would tell you I only have one point guard on my roster right now, and that's Dennis Schroeder. And I drafted Malachi Flynn Gerald, who isn't working out at all, no matter how much I put him on the court. So I need a healthy point guard if we're going to do this. So that leaves only one other player, right? But you don't know, Gabe Vincent, if it's healthy. You don't know the status. You don't know. And, you know, I'm... It's it's not as if I can look at his medical because he's on your team. I can't get those medicals until the trade is consummated and a physical takes place, right? That's why a lot of t- deals fall through, Gerald, because a guy isn't healthy for a team's liking and so falls through, and then you're back to square one. And by the way, Gerald, that square one is even worse because now you know – now everyone else knows that you have damaged goods. Yeah. So and right now it's just very, if he comes back and he plays halfway decent, then obviously he becomes a bigger trade target for Lakers. But right now there's an uncertainty with Gabe Vincent going forward. But and, Rui, and you, Rui, for, for, yeah, exactly. Gerald. Rui exactly. is still very much a wanted individual out there because of the fact he's on a three year, $17 million a year. It's a little high for a guy that plays 20 minutes a game, but still he's shooting 42.6%. So but that's not his Ooh. fault. Right? That's not his fault. It's not what we're, we're ascribing a, a condition. To and, really... and I think that's what will be perceived by someone like this magic, if magic right. man. Yeah. Right. If magic man is Masai Ujiri, Joe's favorite GM, he's probably going to assume that, you know, I think I could get him on the court more often. Right, Jamie. 
you would assume that any other team, like if you trade him to the Wizards, he's going to back to the Wizards, I should say. He's going to average 30-plus minutes a game. You trade him to almost any team, Memphis, Charlotte, Orlando, maybe not Orlando. They have a pretty good young core that they're featuring. But, like, there's at least half the teams in the association that would play him 10 more minutes a game than we are off the bat. And that would probably make Rui happier, too, because he wouldn't be in this weird pigeonhole role that doesn't make much sense to really anybody. I don't think you could. I don't think there's a Laker fan out there who actually watches the games who would play Prince over Hachimura to the degree that Darvin Ham has chosen to do so. And I, the the reasons why, and I know we're sort of circling back to something that we've already gone over, but the reasons why are borderline non-existent, right? Like, well, he's, Prince has played a lot more minutes. Prince, Prince's minutes per game are greater than Rui's. That's what I'm saying. One argument that you could legit, legitimately make it, maybe the coach knows more. I mean, maybe there's a problem with Rui as far as his ability to play 25, 30 minutes a game because a lot of guys, you start getting diminishing returns because they, they just, I mean, it takes a certain amount of energy and a certain mentality. And sometimes, sometimes coaches make decisions where I like this guy at these minutes because he's at, full power in those minutes he's given us his full energy I mean, and really is an energy guy i mean he can disappear on the court at times so you know i no, it's not like i don't disagree with i mean i'm i'm probably one of the biggest critics of prince around so i don't disagree at all that Rui should be playing more but i do feel that there's probably there's probably a feeling by the lakers that He's one of those guys who's maybe better off playing fewer minutes at a higher intensity. Magic Man, do you concur on that, or for the most part, for the most part, I I um I would I would only caution you know we're we're just kind of seeing everything put together other than Vincent at this point and yeah I mean you yeah I it, I, yeah. So and there, are 12, there are 12 guys and only 10 guys minutes. So, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody, you know, once all of these guys get healthy and Vincent gets back. And there are different phases to the season, Gerald. We just gone through the phase one, the bear grills uh, segment of the season. We're in preseason. Five in advance. We're, we're left on a, on an Island and we have to go <laughs> climb up trees and look for, bird eggs to eat and we were desperate <laughs> and now we're in phase two and everybody's getting healthy so to speak so i mean the next 20 games are going to be completely a different version of what we saw from the previous 20 we hope um, that it will be we hope it will be tom at least i hope the defense is better gerald we saw in the few minutes that Cam Reddish, Vando, and AD were on the floors. They were absolutely disruptors out there. Um, it was all, all I could see was a uh, wavy, whackable, inflatable arm guy out there with all three of those there lot, guys. There are a lot of there are a lot of long arms running around on that court. Yeah, it's kind of like watching towards, like getting smaller, really limbs all over the place. But it it I, I think that bodes well for us defensively, Gerald. And look. We're 28th in three-point shooting. What the hell difference does it make if we put Cam Reddish in the starting lineup or if we have uh, Reeves in there? Um, I would prefer us to just have a nail out there right away, Gerald. Have a nail out there. 
Well, run an AD or the hammer. You have Joe, been, Joe wants to British. put Reeves. Yeah, I wouldn't put Austin back in the starting lineup. No, for you can't have Reeves and D'Lo together. No, you can't. You can. And, and Austin looks like he's fine. He's getting comfortable yeah. again in that role. So and, I wouldn't and, ask him to take on another role again. It's, and he's, not a good, he's not a buying. If you're the only kind of guy you can put in the starting lineup who can't defend is either a point guard like Trey Young, who's a terrific three-point shooter. Um, otherwise, you basically, you've got to have – you can't have two of those guys on the court, man. <laughs> Not starting. Reeves basically, the league has basically told Reeves where he is, where he belongs right now. Mm. Other teams have targeted him mercilessly. Mm. And and he's and and the Lakers are not going to win with him in the starting lineup. But he, they could win with him as the sixth man. I don't know about that either. I I I mean I, I get what you're saying. I think the issue here one of the big issues is that Vincent's played like what, four or five games. Right. That's your backup point guard, your backup yeah. point, the one you signed for $11 million for three years. Yep. Year one. Yeah, he's has, a better, he's a better defender. He's has one. Defender. He's, he's, he's got one knee right now and it yeah. doesn't look like the other one's coming back anytime soon. Well, let, let's, that, that know, means he's making great. progress. So he, he hasn't proved yet that he's going to be Kendrick. That, point guard <laughs> Doing it well, right. Reeves is doing yeah. a great job managing the second union unit right now better than expected yeah. because because of the fact that teams have been targeting him a little bit and i think he's done a good job over the last couple of weeks starting to adjust to that and finding his way into contact again and getting to the line maybe not the way that he was at the end of last season where it was a little bit absurd right uh, but uh, regressing to a mean that makes sense for everybody right him included like he's well, looking- i think he's i think he i think he's gone past to regret i think he regressed before i think he's starting now to get more comfortable the way what was impressed? What impressed me about the game last night was AD coming back after starting off so terrible, and Reeves coming back after playing so terrible at the start. Um, those were both really good signs because the consistency from the second and, and their play in the second quarter was just yeah. marvelous. That was one of the best quarters that I've I've seen us play. Um, and in the periods when we had when we had Bando and and Reddish on the court at times, yeah. man. Those two on the court with AD in the in the key, that that can be a formula. Put two shooters with those. Put two two shooters with those three guys on the court, and you got something. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this shakes out. Right, like yeah. we're gonna get through the playing tournament. They're gonna be playing those games, so I don't see a lot of minutes right off the bat. Are we eliminated if I we think lose? Gonna, the, I think they're gonna the Suns. Yes, it's, so we could have a whole yes. week off. Go ahead, Sean. Sean, oh, Sean can explain. Sean, go ahead. Come on as far as the NBA Cup is concerned. In-season tournament, quarterfinal matchup against Phoenix. Uh, go ahead and explain it for yeah. everyone out there. Sure. So now that we're in the quarters, it's the knockout stage. So it, it's like European football. Once you've once you've uh, qualified beyond your group, it's a, it's a knockout stage. Point differential has no meaningful significance anymore, Gerald, uh, except for somehow the stats just end up disappearing in the championship game somehow. Because it's I an mean, extra game, that's why. Right, right. So, yeah, Tom's right. So if the, if, uh, if the Lakers were to, to fall December 5th, they wouldn't play again until December 12th. 
against right. the Mavs. Which isn't the so, worst thing. Which isn't the worst thing to happen in the world, man. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they all want five hundred thousand dollars, but from a team and well, like now here, here's what's interesting. LeBron should just say, "Hey guys, here's five hundred thousand for each of you guys. We're taking the week off. Go ahead, Magic Man." Yeah, no. Here's what. So now that we're the topic is up for conversation, Gerald. This is great because I mean, um, the Kings uh, do not look good uh, against the Pelicans. The Pelicans have beaten the brakes Nobody's, off them twice. Who's looking at the Pelicans in general? Yeah. So, Pelicans. so with CJ McCollum back, Gerald, Kings are gone. Yeah. Kings are gone. So the Pelicans are going to win that game. They've got a they've got a huge. I, I if I was the Kings and I saw the Pelicans in the playoffs, I'd be more worried than I was when with the Warriors because they could just beat the brains out of you. Uh, I think we beat the Suns, so I think the the Lakers will end up playing the Pelicans in the semifinals, Gerald. And uh, I have the upstart Indiana Pacers defeating the Boston Celtics, Gerald. And uh, uh, I like their moxie. I, You're I really me, do. Sean. You're killing me. I and um, I, I think the Bucks <laughs> defeat the Knicks. So the semis will be the the Pacers versus the Bucks and the Lakers versus the Pelicans. And just to spite me from what I said before it started, they will get to the finals and have LeBron and AD play an 83rd game. Which, That's right. You know, it, the the thing I, I said I, I wouldn't mind seeing them here in Vegas, but I again because they would be playing an extra game, I actually didn't want to see them playing here in Vegas, but they'll do it just to spite me. But uh, hey, I remember Bond to- spend six and a half million dollars to get everybody off for a week. Yeah, there you go. Thirteen times five hundred. Well, he's gonna be he's gonna be taking one game off for five hundred grand. He might as well give it back really, to the, yeah. the other guys. This is true indeed. Once again, it is Lakers weekend. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Swoot, Admiral Akbar. You can go ahead and find him and the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and stop by today, and I will be dropping excerpts this week on our channel so you can take a look. And if you like what you see, go ahead and stop by Lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, I promised Joshua Dietz, who is one of our loyal Facebook viewers, to go ahead and uh, answer a question from him in regards to Anthony Davis. And I think I'll put a little spice onto it. He's thinking that, guys, do the Lakerholics, most likely Laker Tom, think uh, that Anthony Davis will be traded at the end of the season? I'm going to add a little bit more onto it. Do I think that he would be traded before or after the end of the season? Laker Tom, I'll start with you on that. And Avon Traders, I got your super chat. Truly appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and make sure you get your quote in here as well. Go ahead, Tom. Um, I think that the last thing in the world that the Lakers are going to do is to trade Anthony Davis. Yep. Um, Whether or not he is capable of being the face of the franchise, um, I think is something to be determined after LeBron James leaves because we've never seen anybody – play in the 39th year when they should be you know handing the torch to the to their co-superstar we've never seen anybody do what lebron's doing and i'm frankly i don't know how much longer i i think he can play two or three or four more years um it just depends whether he's motivated to do it so anthony davis anthony davis is the best defensive player in the 
in the league right now. And his value to the Lakers is really primarily at the offensive end. We can find other options, Zach Levine, whoever. We can find other options to score the ball. And we're going to have to do that. Um, and at times, Davis can be dominant just depending on who he's matched up against and who we surround him with. So the big issue with Anthony Davis right now is that he's a center. And it's very hard to be a dominant center when there's a couple of guys who can bully you. And, and so Davis is more of a finesse center rather than a power center unless he has a dominant advantage. So he's not going to bully Joker. He's not going to bully certain guys in the league, but he still is going to be able to carry a team offensively some of the time, but not all of the time, Um, simply because of the nature of the position and his personality. You know, he can disappear at times. He can become passive. Go ahead, man. Gerald, there is one line in in explaining the in-season tournament that I think a lot of people should – hone in on and remember when you're looking at the standings in March and April, the quarterfinal and semi games count towards the regular season. So if the Lakers defeat the Suns on Tuesday, Gerald, they're three and O and they've already won the season series. So if the Lakers and Suns were tied at the end of the year, the Lakers would own the advantage because they've, because they beat them in the quarterfinals. Okay. The, the, or vice versa. Right. Okay, or- so Avon Traders in the Super Chat, and thank you so much for the Super Chat, Magic Man, is saying if the Lakers lose to the Suns, they play the loser of the Kings and the Pelicans. They don't have off until the 12th. So. That's uh, true. That's, I think it that's was a consolation game. They, they would throw, another, the league would throw that another game. Consolation game is how they make guys show up for the real game. But that, because, but also to make up to give them that eighty-second game, is that correct, or am I? No, that's not correct. Um, Here, let let me just because the Lakers will still have to play an eighty-second game. Yeah, there there will be an eighty-second game. Hold on, I just which uh, would normally be the semifinals. Second, if they won, you know, I don't. I think there's just one game. I don't think there's a consolation game. No, there is no consolation games. There's two. There's quarterfinal games. There's two semifinal games. So the right. semifinal game would be the winner of the Lakers. Those are on the seventh, and on the ninth, and there's one Kings game. And Pelicans. That's one semifinal. The second semifinal would be the winner from the Knicks and the Bucks and the Pacers and the Celtics. That's two semifinals. On, let me on let me just seventh. say this. I apologize, Magic Man, but let me just say this because I think what he's Alvin Traders is trying to say is that, and thank you again for the super chat, truly appreciate it. I think what he's trying to say is the quarterfinals is the 81st game for what will be counted, you know, as, as far as the 81st okay. game. Okay, that makes sense. Semifinals, semifinals, yeah. So if the Lakers lose in the quarterfinals, they'll still have to be given an 82nd game and the 82nd game would be against the loser of the Pelicans Kings. Uh, and I think that's very astute on avant uh, traders. Got, uh, Cause that they have, the Lakers would still be one game short if, if they lost. Right. In the, yeah. So they had, they still would need an extra game. So it would be done against the loser of the, but not as a consolation uh, game. It's not, no, it'd just be a random, uh, you know, uh, random game. I don't know. Who down the road. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, Gerald, I don't know who would be hosting Gerald, it or not. So I'm on traders uh, posted. A, he's got a good post. Even the train's not in tournament. 
yeah. getting scheduled games against teams that don't make the tournament. So nobody's yeah. playing fewer games. Everybody's yeah. Gonna, yeah no no they're adding games to be scheduled basically. No Gerald, we're seeing that. Sean, go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. no. Don't, everybody, the, Joe needs to be milked. Hold on, yeah, hold on. We're, we're seeing that in the schedule. Games are being added. No one, no yeah. one's, no one's trying to differentiate that. It's just the it. Think of this as a World Cup or a or a FIFA tournament. When mm. you're in the knockout stage, the, like there is no there is no consolation game. You're done. You're done. Yep. You're done. You're. Yep. So it, it's win or go home and. That's the correction that, yeah, each team has to play 82 games. So this is for the NBA to figure out, and you see it. We play a weaker uh, game. We play a weaker team probably if we don't make the it, – It's the same thing in the, what the NFL does with their with their 17th game now, Gerald. You just yeah. – it's put, it's put in a hat, and you randomly play one team. But they'll be given – if they lose on Tuesday, they'll still be given an extra game. Uh, to be determined at a later time. So that's we hate to, we hate to miss, miss a seeding because of one game that we ended up losing a tougher game because we played in an in-season tournament. And we've ended up, look, being, you know, I, I'm not in love with this in-season tournament thing. I'm just going to go on the record again because, you know, it what? allows for an 83rd game. And if somebody gets hurt or injured in that 83rd game, yeah, the, a lot of egg is going to be on the, the NBA's face. And I'll just leave it at that. It's a spectacle, it's a TV event. And yeah, so what? I'll just leave it. I don't like what? it. I'm sorry. I don't like the Technicolor courts. I don't like Grinch, yeah. Grinch, Grinch. <laughs> it's it's you know, you know what? people are people. Somebody there's Joe, only a give an extra draft players. pick to the team that wins the tournament. It has Joe, increased ratings though. So, you know what? Joe, somebody needs to go to Jared's house and milk him. He needs a good milking. What the <laughs> hell did you just say? Oh Joe's talking. Joe brought it up. Don't blame me. Joe brought it up. Oh my god. Scaring me, but Joe, again, it's, it's, well, it's, Joe, Joe, money. it's more money for the league, more money for the league. That's all they care more about. More money for everybody, that's all they yeah. care about. So, while uh, Laker Tom is getting something, maybe more coke, we'll go ahead and finish up here because uh, it's going to be wrapping up here on the Lakers weekend. Let me go ahead and, and wrap it up with Jamie Sweet and Magic Man. But, Jamie Sweet, uh, any last thoughts on Rui Hashimura and his place going forward? I still think his name come February is going to be all over the trade talks. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it, we'll have him by the end of the season. I'm not sure. I said, I'm not sure. I just think that, gone. I don't know about that. I think that that anybody making less than 20 million in the league should just expect to have their names pop up in trade talks. I like, agree. Yeah. That's just the nature of your contract. It's not a knock Even on you. Austin Reeves? It's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, evidently he's untouchable, but I don't know if I agree with that. I, no, I, I, go, I go. Well, yeah. he could play himself into being untouchable, but he could play himself into being very touchable. He's done both. I don't know. Season. Yeah, he's 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 a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde case this yeah. season. All I'm saying is this: is that it's not uncommon for that's the you need those kind of contracts to put together for big names. The Lakers are a big name destination, so if you play for the Lakers and you sign a contract for between ten and twenty million, guess what? <laughs> your name will now be popping up in trade discussions for the Make rest sure of you your can trade that house in when you have to move. Keep the house; it's going to go up in value. Don't worry about it. It's not. It's there's no better investment than LA real estate. So just don't worry about it. You're good. You'll have to keep it in the family. Give it to your cousin. Don't let him turn it into a party house. Uh, you know, like uh, you know, like a skater or something. My point is this: look, it, it, it's it's this happens every year. 
these guys are used to it. And if you're not used to it, you're probably affected by trade rumors and you're not have a long career in the NBA anyhow. Because if you're not one of the 10 best players in the league, your name is going to pop up in trade conversations. That means you're one of the 100 best players in the league and you should be proud. You should Somebody be wants you. That's right. You're, you're desirable. And so that's a positive. Take that to the bank and don't worry about what you read in the trades and the blogs. and the, It doesn't matter. It's just people opinionating like us. And while we may be wise and sage and full of great inherent knowledge, we're not secret cabal bearers of information. We don't have any backdoor secrets or back alley uh, sources. Mm-hmm. We don't have the shoeshine guy from the Naked Gun uh, TV from Police Scott. That, was, that guy was awesome. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Johnny was amazing. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I knew a Johnny. I'd, I'd pay Johnny an extra twenty for some ex- information uh, every week. <laughs> you know the Dodgers but... are uh, you know, uh, yeah, I remember that. So funny indeed. Oh, Matt, man, what are your thoughts though, on on what's going on with Rui Hashimura? I think again, I'm not, I'm not in love with the fact that he's playing less minutes on a regular basis when he's in there. Tutorian Prince. It just seems that uh, it's worth is... mentioning. He's had two serious head injuries this season. Like yeah, it is, it is that, that he's on a minutes low. It's because he hasn't he hasn't ramped up his conditioning yet. Like he's not at the same place that Prince. Prince has played in every game because he's available. You know, but even before this was before he suffered the injuries, he was still getting a little bit shorted yeah. out on minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So Magic Man, I, I, I ask you this, my friend. You know, his name is obviously going to be brought in discussions. Like you, like actually Jamie said, anybody under 20 million's name is going to be constantly brought up in Laker Tom's discussions. So when it Not comes to it, because Rui is that is become that threat, what are your thoughts on Rui going forward? Would you like to have him stay, or would, do you think he's actually going to be ending up leaving at some point in time before the end of the season? Uh, Gerald, Rui is a specialty role player, and you're going to have to find somebody like that eventually. So now that you have him in the fold, why don't you try and keep on developing him the way you were last year and push push this rock down that hill just a little bit more before it picks up some momentum and then it starts rolling. Uh, I, I would hate to think, I would hate, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, I would hate to think that there is some kind of bias that ham has towards anti-Japanese playing playing style, <laughs> not anti-Japanese style. <laughs> bias towards his playing. Yeah, style. I've seen that bias work before. Oh my god! 
Tom, what are your thoughts before we head on out? And then what are you also working on on a, on a uh, article before we head on out, my friend? Oh, man. <laughs> Tom? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. That I basically think the Lakers should trade for Zach Levine. <laughs> I, was, um, I said there's a limit on it. I, I said I, well, I'm not going to give up more than two rotation players and one draft pick. But I think if you can make a trade for that, that you make that deal. Um, and I think that the main crust of it is, as I said before, is that you want an elite three-point shooter. And he's one of the, he's one of the steadiest three-point shooters. He hasn't been below 37.5% or seven attempts in five years. So uh, if you can get a 28-year-old guy like that for one pick and, and uh, two rotation players, I think that's a win. If you can't do that, then you move on. All right. Well, see, why why is Zach Levine so fascinating to you? That's what um, because he, because he does have the athleticism to be a second superstar with Anthony Davis, and and the clock is running on on LeBron James being able to make that team. And we could still have an eleven man rotation if the. I don't think. First off, I don't think the the Bulls would take this deal. I think they'll keep Levine if they can't get a deal better than what the Lakers are offering. But I'm not willing to give them multiple pick swaps. I'm not willing to include Reeves. I might throw in Christie and I might throw in a bunch of a couple of seconds, but I'm not going to give up that. But that's a chance to get a potential superstar, 28 years old, who already can fill the role just even as a three-point shooter, if he can stay healthy. Now it's a gamble, but you're not you're paying you're paying Buddy Hield money for a guy who shoots like Hield, and you hope that he can do other things beyond that. And the Lakers are going to be very smart about using their money. They're not going to throw it away. Uh, they're not convinced 100% that, I mean, if I had my choice of the deals that I would do, I would go out and get Buddy Heald because I think he'll have just as much impact as, as Zach would. I think it's a three-point shooting is really our Achilles heel. So you and don't mind his big buddy. And then I think that the, that Miles Turner is the perfect solution for the defensive side of the thing. You put Turner and AD out there, along with Bando and Bando and uh, and Reddish, and put LeBron at center, put LeBron at point guard on the offense, and let him play power forward on defense. You would have a you'd have an unstoppable team, and and that's not a third. It doesn't answer the third superstar thing. If you have a chance at a 28 year old kid who, if he can stay healthy, could be a third superstar, and he will be much better on the Lakers than he was on the Bulls. And AD didn't bring him a championship playing by himself either. So all of these excuses that that Zach's not a winning player, that, you know, that he can't adjust. I think that they know him. I think LeBron and AD have talked with him. And I think that the Lakers, in the end, will make a try for him. I don't think they're going to give up more than what I just offered. But I think that they will go for him. Because if you can get a star like that on a deal that is really a good deal, that's the gamble that you have to take because this is a superstar league. And the Lakers definitely need somebody with that kind of athleticism who can really be a threat up front, who can get you 30 every night and they average 25 a game for the whole season. We don't have that. That's what will take the pressure off of LeBron, that and a guy being a guy that can shoot a three. Um, who would be better? Kyrie. Kyrie's definitely the offensive power that he would have in a three-point shooting. And he's a point guard. Um, 
And yeah, I'm disgusted with everything he's done to ruin teams in the past, but he's a player that, again, the Lakers are not going to be able to get, not going to be able to get guys that have the bona fides that are perfect. So you're going to have to gamble. You're going to have to gamble that they can make him play. They can take just the same way they can turn around Malik Monk or turn around uh, Cam Reddish, that they can turn around uh, Zach Levine or turn around a Trey Young and, and make them become a winning team, make them become a winning player. Because the guys that we're going to be able to get to replace LeBron James and Anthony Davis aren't going to be the same level as LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Because we don't have the draft capital, and as long as we want to stay on top, we're not going to be able to accumulate enough of it to be able to make those kinds of deals. That's a $147 million gamble right there in Lakers. As, as I, again, I'm not afraid of that money because that money, those that money, by the time he gets paid those last two years of that contract, that money is going to be average money. That's a pretty high average. Look at where the Lakers are right now. We, I'll get you a sec, man. we do not have, but wait a minute. We do not have a, we do not have, we're below both thresholds. We can even do a sign and trades. We can accept sign and trade players. We're going, we have set, this is the mark where we're going to stay. We're not going to be a team that goes over either one of those tax thresholds. And we can do that with three superstars. If we can get a deal, if we can get a bargain deal, we can't do it by giving up three swaps and a pick and, you know, and giving up all of our depth in this so that we end up with an eight man rotation. We're not going to be able to succeed that way. So we're going to have to make a gamble and you just have to make a smart gamble. Get a guy who's young. Get a guy whose skill set and position fit you. Get a guy who can shoot, for God's sakes. Get a guy who is not going to blow layups. Get a guy who actually can make rebounds. Get somebody who actually LeBron and AD know and can play with and have known. You do. You you have to make intelligent, smart moves like that. And the time to make them is is when somebody you know the Bulls have got a terrible problem now. They got a guy on a contract and they need to get rid of him before they can even do anything on their entire game plan on how they're going to rebuild the team. That's their first move that they got to do. How? What are we going to do to get rid of this guy? Nobody else wants him because they're not willing to take the risk on it, but the Lakers can because the Lakers need a superstar. They need somebody to replace LeBron James. This could be his last season in purple and gold. It really could be. And if he were to go off and not, you know, I mean, he's got a contract. He's got another year in there. So, Gerald, they've just released the audio release of uh, M.A. Udoka and LeBron James's exchange. And it turns out that LeBron is a bit of a whiner, Gerald. That's what it turns out to be. And he, misinterp- and he misinterpreted what M.A. Udoka was saying. Called he him said, soft? Stop. He said, stop bitching. LeBron thought he was calling him an actual bitch. And he walked up to him, and M.A. Udoka told him, yeah, yeah, I can say stop bitching. You're a soft little boy. Soft little boy. Oh, I love what I love M.A. Udoka. What a, what a brave man. So, so real quick, because I got to head on out, but Magic Man, Zach Levine right now, 29-year-old player, 
bordering on 30, very bad defense. If he contract, if he knees, because he has he need knee issues in the past. Also, as well, a guy who sold $147 million of contract. Yes or no, do you make a play on him? No. Jamie? I have I have uh, Australian player bias. I don't believe in Australian basketball players, except Joe Ingles. <laughs> okay. The <laughs> Laker, Tom? You, you, ben you're... Simmons. Joe. Depends on the deal. Depends on terms of the trade. Okay. They're, they're, you have to give up for them. There's, would a, deal, be, there's a deal well, to be made that the Lakers would, be, would do. I would be aggressive in acquiring DeMar DeRozan before I was aggressive in acquiring Zachary. Yeah, it's perfect. It's exactly what we need, Jamie. Another guy who can't shoot threes and won't shoot threes. Well, he won't shoot perfect. threes, but he doesn't disappoint. But he doesn't play. Laker Tom, Laker Tom, hold on. everything about what's Laker wrong Tom, with uh, Laker Tom, hold on, hold on. He won't shoot threes, but for the first time <laughs> in his career, hour. he can shoot threes because he's point actually two of them a game. Point two a game. Yeah, but he's actually shooting point two a game. Just clarifying. Just clarifying. You know what they do when he stands behind the three point line? I just didn't. You back up. He still. You back up. That's he the, won't they do shoot the three. He can shoot the three because he's shooting well, but he will not shoot the three. I agree with you. He's not shooting threes. He's not very – he doesn't like it there, even though he's, he's finally – well. That's just going to cause – that's the worst possible way to, to build a team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Because a guy it. has no, no, to no. have the exact same position no. on the court as LeBron and AD They're in order building. to score. They're not building a team. They are improving the team year by year in small incremental pieces. That's what they've been doing since they acquired LeBron. Mm -hmm. It's not building a team. The team is built. The team is LeBron. You're the done. Team has, the team is a transition team. They still have to find it? a place. They still have to find a superstar. I, don't, I don't agree completely. They're not. They're not. They're not acting like. And and, and anybody dumb enough to go out and spend money on another guy who can't shoot in order to try to help the team—that's total foolishness. Got a pretty high efficiency rate, actually, but more efficient than Torrey Prince. Does, he does not like to shoot the three, even though he is shooting it for the first time in his career really well. We don't. We're not a team that's built to shoot threes anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah, that's true. What, I, I, okay, more. Yeah, okay, Byron. What does it matter? Right. <laughs> and on that note, Byron's got up there in the right hand, right hand yeah. corner. For anybody Let's get out of here, man. After the after the face transplant. For more of this great conversation and this love fest between Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, please go ahead and head on over to Lakerholics.com. What more do you need? You love it when we're arguing or when we're mad. For more of this conversation, in fact, actually, need... Jamie Sweet should do a biography of DeMar DeRozan right on Laker Tom's splash page <laughs> on Lakerholics.com right there for you. Oh, that's Gerald, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I would be, I would be very concerned about acquiring a, a, a player who's had significant knee injuries between right. the ages of 21 and 28 and they're approaching 30 years old yeah. because we see what's going on with that team across the hall from us. Those sad, sad, sad little peons acquiring four ISO players, all four over the age of 30, and all four are bringing them down. And he's a notable bad defender. And I don't notable. want to go get mad. Well, uh, well, you know, I would say this. If Z Levine had... So Dame's had somewhat of an injury history the past couple of seasons, but I, I, I would be more leaning towards Tom's idea about Levine if he didn't have that kind of history 
even with the bad defense, because you're tra- you're trading that for a significant upgrade in your shooting, which is what the, the Bucks kind of did themselves, Gerald. But we see they're in a little bit of a mess on their own because they absolutely have no perimeter defense. They can't defend a they can't defend a rock. No. Yeah, <laughs> Bloodhound. He is shooting almost thirty eight percent this season. DeRozan is, but yeah, he do, he only takes one or two. And and so, and yeah, and uh, he does not like to shoot. And shout and shout out to Joe because Joe Joe made the great point about why Caruso will likely get two first round picks for the Bulls. Uh and Gerald. Uh, Gerald had commented that uh, Marcus Smart is shooting less than thirty percent from three. Twenty nine and a half. And in order to acquire him, Memphis had to give up two first round picks. I would also be more aggressive in trying to acquire Marcus Smart than I would be in trying to acquire Zach Levine. I would, I, I would as well. I would I would zone in on that situation right now very heavily. Exploitation. You are not going to overpay. They're going to implode this season. Somebody should just pick the debris and put it into their roster. And you could get Marcus Smart on the cheap, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's better fits for the Lakers than Zach Levine. Zach Levine's the biggest name, and that's unimportant to me. It's, 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 you might as well tell me that like they were on a TMZ profile. I'll go we. I'll go we. We. The Lakers. I don't care. Why do I feel like going here? Shooting. They need shooting. They need, they need good players. Zach Levine is an average player with a big name. And it ends Why do there. I feel like getting a coffee cup and just standing over work office right now? Just when you <laughs> said that with TMZ. But any, anyways, anything indeed. It is, of course, Lakerholics.com. Listen to this kind of banter each and every day, especially when DeMar Rosen's name gets mentioned, I guess. Go Trojans. Fight on. At Lakerholics.com, although you know we're five and three right now, it's a basketball team, but well, you know, you these are kids. To, you know, Laker Thomas had to slip that in there, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, well, UCLA is doing very well, they're doing much better than Tetro. Just Tom, the Trojans how, are young, they're real. That's a really young team. Tom, so. how do you feel about are you surprised at Hawkes's uh ascension? Uh, no, I wanted the Lakers to take him. I wanted, I, I always I, thought he was a very, he's a very heady, but he's a very heady player. I just uh, wanted the Lakers to take a good basketball player. Yeah. I, I know. No, he that, was. That's going to come back to bite us for years. Yeah. yeah. No. Hawkes has has an act, man. He's got he's one of those guys who just has something special. You know, the I game guess. slows down for him at critical moments, and he's able to make the right play. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that is a lot of that is four years of college. You know, I mean, uh, when you look at when you look at these kids who come out after one year, you know, and and then you look at guys like Hawkes and and it's it's interesting. I mean, you just look at the Lakers draft picks versus there's their uh, there's two way players. Their two way choices were much more impressive than their draft picks. I know. I don't know and what happened. One right reason there. they were is because they're guys that are three years older and have had three years of college experience. On top of that. And you look at you look at those guys. I, I look at how Hodge plays, and look at how Castleton plays, and you compare that with 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 Lewis and and Chifino. And by the way, Castleton has played really well for South Bay. He looked a yeah. lot more comfortable on the court, even though it was against OKC garbage yeah, just time. Just don't he put looked, him out there. Don't feed him out there to Alper and Shangoon yeah. as your yeah, first oh, time yeah. out of the court. No. Shangoon oh. is good, man. I mean, yeah, we saw guys that. Got game. Yeah. 
But well, you know, it's not last night. Imagine, but, imagine yeah. Castleton and Hodge three years from now. Okay. I mean, they'd be they'd be steady. They'd be they'd be steady players. I mean, probably for another team though, the way the Lakers yeah. treat their rotation players. Well, Once again, they they'll well, either have to grow, they'll either have to take a leap like Reeves did, or they'll be replaced. Take a look at Mo Wagner. Take a look at uh, you know if it's a super. Yeah, we don't. We're not going to look at Kyle time to do that. They got to be faster. Yeah, we don't have time. No, no, we don't have time to, to develop to, players. To, to be fair, to be fair to Mo, he only really started flourishing when Jamal Mosley was the head coach. Oh, Joe. There you go. Sure. That's another discussion altogether, Magic Man. Well, when his brother came along, that's another oh. hour I don't have. That's another hour and a half I don't have right now. Yeah, we could talk about right how good Franz is for the next yeah, half hour. Yeah, that's, that's, right. not, uh, that's not. That's not going. I'm to bring back Mike Muscala. Right yeah. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Go ahead and check out what's going on with Lakerholics.com. Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom are there for you. They're discussing DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, trade talks, a whole bunch more. Go ahead and check out the conversation today and each and every day at Lakerholics.com. Magic Man, truly great to have you here, my friend. Truly appreciate the time that you took to go ahead and try Magic Mind. Last time, I'm going to go ahead and pitch this magicmind.com, unless they pay us more or pay Magic Man more <laughs> in this case. Magicmind.com, please go ahead and have him support him with Lakers 20, 20% off your orders today. If you think it's Don't a supplement we're taking, like a fast break swag, sit up a little bit. Let's see the sweatshirt. There you go. Absolutely. He's rocking it right there. And you can go yeah. ahead on there as far as that's concerned at the Lakers Fast Break Store. It's in the description right below. Go ahead and click on the link and go ahead and do some Christmas shopping right there if you at the Lakers Fast Break Store. Or, again, Lakers 20 for 20% off at magicmind.com. Guys, it's been great having you on. Looking forward to a great game on Tuesday. We'll be back to preview it on Monday, including the NBA observations. And so do we win more. or lose? Do we win or lose real quick? Well, we, we win. win. We win. You know, we seem we to love win. this NBA Cup. They're going to do it just to spite me, Laker Tom. I said yeah. I didn't want Le- LeBron to play an 83rd game, and they're going to do just that, most likely. So gonna, he's, He wants his name on that first cup. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Wee. Wait, wait, Joe, give me a wee. Wee. Yay. <laughs> Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Go ahead and check out the guys at Lakerholics.com. Ger- Gerald's wee was like uh, Adrian Brody's whoopee. <laughs> In, yeah, uh, whoopee. And that was much an all-star. Whoopee. Whoopee. And that was much rejoicing. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seeing uh, seeing my 38-year-old star player playing an extra game just warms my heart. Yep. Go 49ers. Yeah. Take go, go Lakers. <laughs> go Lakers indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check it out indeed. Magic Man, Sean Grice, Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Sweet, a.k.a. Admiral Akbar, and Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Please go ahead and check him out. And if you want some great comedy, go to at Laker Tom on Twitter today. <laughs> I just love the responses. They just absolutely loathe you, Laker Tom, every time you put a trade. Absolutely loathe. The teams that are getting fleeced in the trades, that's why. Right. You always see things through those purple and gold shaded glasses, indeed. No, I, 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 I don't take trades that way. I always leave them with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, something. <laughs> hey, Gerald, 
Yeah, we're talking about Tom's gravitas here. He's got some gravitas on Twitter with Something. his trade ideas, all right? True. Yes, true. that's true indeed. Uh, he put, you know what? I got to give Tom credit for putting himself out there each and every time because he knows exactly what he's going to get in response. Yes, he does. Uh, and he yes, doesn't he does. care. Well, I think I, I've, only, I I've only blocked one person in, in the entire Twitter existence. There you go. There you go. probably Sean okay. or Joe. Or <laughs> And it wasn't Jamie or Sean. Okay. I'm All not right. on Twitter. I'm I just guessed. Twitter. It was oh, Gerald. No, I was <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it's the Lakers mess break. It's Lakerholics.com. <clears throat> Thanks so much for joining us. I'm losing my voice, but I'm going to tell right. you right now, please go ahead and check us out tomorrow for some NBA observations. Later this week, I promise we're going to do a Lakers fast break as far as a History one on one. I told I uh, promised uh, if we can get L. Rob in here. He said he wanted to do a Lakers uh, history one on one on Shaq, so we'll go ahead and do just that as well. Plus, of course, our live coverage playback.tv slash Lakers fast break on Tuesday night against the Suns. Go ahead and join us then. There's more great coverage this week on Lakers fast break. We'll appreciate you joining us. Check out Lakerholics.com and of course check us always out here. Big shout out to everybody that was putting out the Avant and Darren for the super chats and truly appreciate everyone out there in the chat room, the best Lakers chat room that can be found right here at the Lakers fast break podcast. <laughs>